Hey, it's Michael, and welcome to another podcast episode. Before I get into today's episode, we wanted to make an offer to you. If you go to firmsconsulting.com, you will see a pop-up or you'll see a place to add in your email address or you can register on the Firms Consulting website. If you register onto that website, you get put into an exclusive list. And what you get in that exclusive list is samples of the content we have available to FC Insiders. So that said, I hope you enjoy today's episode. I remember last week we did a session, well, I did a session anyway, with a very, very, very impressive candidate we have from New York. I'm not going to give too many, um, too much details about it. Let's just say that she has a very strong artistic background. She's uh, very attractive and she's in the, let's say, the sciences in a PhD program in New York. And one of the things that struck me about her is that she was very terrified of doing cases with us. And not terrified of us personally, but terrified of failure, I think is more important. She had a good relationship with me, but I think she just put too much pressure on herself and she's just trying to be perfect. And I remember stopping the case about 40 minutes in and telling her, you know what, why is it you're trying to be perfect in front of me? Why is it you have so much pressure on yourself to be perfect? And she was telling me, well, I took all of the feedback that you gave me in the last sessions. I took everything and I want to be perfect in everything because I don't want to fail. And I asked, okay, but why is it you don't want to fail with us? What is your rationale for not wanting to fail with us? She said, well, I want to be perfect. And I said, okay, why do you want to be perfect? Then she said, well, I want to pass cases. Then I said, but how do you know being perfect in front of us helps you pass cases? And then she said, well, I don't know. Then I said, okay, let's revisit that assumption. And one of the things I pointed out to her is that I've told her a long time ago, so let me just explain why I'm using this analogy. She was struggling to speak clearly, I felt. And even though I thought she was a good speaker, I felt that she was under a lot of pressure and just struggling to speak well. So I told her to watch someone called Christine Hart. I don't know if you ever watched the show called Master Chef. Now, I've been spending a lot of time in airport lounges. And for some reason, in Dubai, if you spend time in Dubai, they like showing Master Chef on the sort of the, it's not the atrium, it's next to the seafood restaurant. So when I sit there at the seafood restaurant at four in the morning waiting for my flight, I usually watch Master Chef. It's like the only good thing on, right? And there's this lady called Christine. She's a blind contestant and she's one of the best cooks. And one of the things that impresses me about her is the way she communicates, right? She communicates very clearly, full sentences, and she has authority through the way she communicates. And I told this candidate that I'm dealing with, go watch Christine on MasterChef and watch the way she communicates. She doesn't say things like, okay, yeah. If someone asks her a question, she says, yes, I understand, chef. The way she speaks brings authority, clear language, complete sentences. So keeping in this theme, I also asked our candidate, you know, what are the shows you're watching? She said, well, I'm only watching this show. So I said, okay, let me use an analogy in this show to explain to you why what you are doing is incorrect, right? When you watch the show, it's obviously all glittery and shiny and everyone looks like they've got polished by some makeup artist. You see the pretty side of things, right? You see everything running smoothly, right? Do you think that is what the executive producer of the show sees? No. The executive producer of the show is Elizabeth Murdoch. I think she's the daughter of Rupert Murdoch, right? Anyway, she's the executive producer of the show. She sees the messy side of the show. She's got to see all the cooks and see when they're failing, when they're messing around, how they're getting all their dishes wrong as they fall apart and cry because they can't handle the pressure, right? She's got to see all of that, right? And she's got to coach them and prepare them so when they arrive on the day of the competition, they are ready to shine. And they've got to perform for three exceptional world-class chefs. And one of those chefs happens to be a very good friend of mine. And I think if you know my personality and that chef's personality, you can figure out who that friend is, right? But I'm not going to mention him on air. So the point is that 
I think that this candidate was misunderstanding my role. I am not the person she needs to impress. I am the person who needs to see the messy side of what she does. I am the person who needs to see all the mistakes she makes and I've got to help her be spectacular when she goes out and performs. And she's not performing for me. She's performing for McKinsey, Bain and BCG and hopefully she gets to the final round, which I'm sure of, and she performs for the partner. So this is why I'm telling you the story. When you are picking people to practice with, right? Don't pick people that you're afraid to mess up in front of. Never do that. Which is why I always get upset when candidates tell me I'm going to practice with a McKinsey person. Unless this is your really close friend who is going to understand if you mess up and give you good feedback. It's an absolute disaster strategy. You've got to understand that the people you practice with, whether it's with us, you're our, you know, our client, or your own people you practice with, they must be people who can see the mess and guide you through it. If you are working with people who you are obsessed about impressing, then you have the wrong person to practice with and you are going to fail. You need someone who's going to see the mess and not judge you for it, but is going to actually revel in that mess and be able to say, you know what, you messed up the estimation case. This is the way we're going to fix it. This is our plan of attack. But if someone who says, you know what, you did that very badly. I think you've got to come back to me when you're ready. Then you've picked the wrong person to practice with. Always understand that. The people you practice with must be comfortable with seeing the mess, right? And if you're practicing with people who are not going to be able to help you through that learning curve, then you're picking the wrong people to practice with. Always remember that your coach, for our clients, I am their coach and the other coaches we have. But of course, everyone has a coach, someone they're practicing with. Make sure, firstly, that they are prepared to see the mistakes you make and want to see the mistakes you make. And second, make sure they have the skills to then guide you through those mistakes. Two conditions for picking people to practice with. Unless they satisfy those two conditions, you're picking the wrong people to practice with. Always remember that. And that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed doing the episode. Finally, I want you to remember that the only way to get access to our special offers, the only way to get our special pricing, and the only way to get samples of our content is to join the list on firmsconsulting.com. It's the only way also to get access to our unique advanced content that we make available to insiders. So if you want to get a sneak peek of things, test it out, see what's in there, this is the place to go. And finally, I want to thank you again for making us one of the largest podcast channels around the world for careers and for the 2 million downloads and counting.